not power that identifies your position in the kingdom is not gift is love because love is the only quality that demonical spirits are incapable of expressing they cannot manifest love that's why the bible says we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. It is the hallmark of a true Christian. It is a hallmark of a true believer. You cannot love or profess to be a Christian without love. And as we move further and further into the dark times, love will become an essential thermometer to gauge us in our positioning. The law that God gave Israel was, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. That is, that is the, 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 the greatest obedience that a man can demonstrate to God, that he loves them. I mean, that he loves him. He loves him without reservation, and he loves him unconditionally having understood that you do not love God because you love him you love him because he loves you so your love of God is actually a mirror a reflection of his own love that you have received so a man who truly loves God is a man who has understood God's love and it is what will make us conquerors and overcomers in these times our love for God our understanding of God's love for us and our love for him. That is how the spirit world measures man. Because you cannot obey you whom you do not love. It's impossible. It, it, it's impossible even though God may have destined you for a particular destiny. It is impossible for you to obey God consistently. If you do not love him. So the test of obedience really is actually the test of love. So when we deal about when we deal with, with love, we're dealing with an ancient quality because it is the, the highest character that expresses who the Lord is. The Lord is defined by his ability to love. He is love. The Bible says that love never fails. Never fails. Love, the love that comes from God never fails. That means it is a force that is insurmountable, undefeatable, unconquerable. So you cannot defeat a man or a woman who loves God. Who loves God. 
if 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 you're going to have in your lives manifestations of the presence of God of the revelation of Jesus Christ love for him must be your constant pursuit the bible says pursue love pursue it pursue it meaning that we have not yet attained the fullness the perfection of love so in our lives here on earth our main aim is to pursue it because it is the excellent way of living it is the high way of living but you cannot commence to love people until you learn the love of god until you learn the love of god and the love of god is not based on emotions is not based on feelings it is characterized by the ability of a man to obey god's voice when god said to adam do not eat then you eat you die it was love talking it was love talking imagine the day you eat you die it was love talking to adam and for that relationship to maintain its fluidity adam needed to what to re- reciprocate that love by doing what by obeying by obeying god that's how he re- reciprocated the love that god was showing him that god was giving him so the commands of god the commandments of god are love are love jesus said my commandments are not burdensome and the highest command that we are given in the end times is the command of love and we must understand the way of love the function of love and the purpose behind love you see god would not be god or would not be father without love what makes him father is his ability to love and his love for us is not dependent on our reciprocation to him so you may not love god but he still loves you your dislike your hatred of god does not change how he feels about you but to come into the comprehension of god's love is to really journey into the fullness of god is journey into the fullness of god and i'm saying this because i want to say something all right i'm saying this because i want to say something to you the reason why we as christians have been unable to detect the movements of the spirit of the world the bible says we have not received the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from god telling us that there is a spirit of the world You understand that the world is not just the world it's not just uh, a, 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 a machinery functional or uh, in, in, in administrating the ideals of certain men there is a spirit that all men in the world that are operating towards the fulfillment of his objectives are controlled by and the bible says we as christians have not received that spirit 
but we receive the spirit of God that we may know. So this spirit that God has given us from God has within the insight of truth, the body of knowledge that will be able to help us detect the manipulations, the deceit, the lies that the spirit of the world has masked over the people. But the problem has been with Christianity. We have been, especially modern Christianity, because the, the, the Christianity that the fathers practiced, the apostles practiced, is an ancient Christianity that has been laid down by Jesus. And that's the true Christianity. And I will show you the difference between that Christianity and the Christianity that has been exposed to have a fault, has been exposed to have uh, imperfections within it, imperfections that are fundamental. In other words, these imperfections are proving to be much more devastating to our future and our identity as Christians in the world. So we must look at what, what is what is the main factors that has led us to this point? The one factor that has led us to this point is this. We don't love God. We don't love God. Modern Christianity does not love God. There is no love for the Lord in modern Christianity. And you must understand, you can do a lot of things without love. You can, you can, you can, you can cause mountains to disappear. You can speak in powerful tongues. You can prophesy. You can do mighty miracles. But no amount of work we can do, no matter how demonstrative they are, can add the value that love adds. So. What has happened to us, and, and this, 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 this is important for us because we are being pressed to review our practice of Christianity. Because this Christianity cannot combat the forces of the spirit of the world. It cannot combat the spirit of Antichrist. This Christianity is, is vulnerable, is defenseless against the operation of the spirit of the world and antichrist why you cannot command a spirit in which you are in bed with that is the law of authority you cannot command a spirit that you are you are under its subjection you can't you can't so what we have tried to do is that we have tried to fight, we have tried to stand with the Lord, but with the identity of the world. So Christianity is naked. All it takes, I'm going to read you a scripture now, all right? All it takes is for you to sit back and start thinking. And start thinking. And you see, here's the thing. How do you think correctly? The only way you can think correctly if you have 
with knowledge and information at your disposal. It is, it is knowledge and information that will help you to think rightly. That will help you to think correctly. You understand? So, the experiences and the events that are taking place now are a, a mirror to where we are as a Christian community. To our identity in this world. When did the world decide that we are unessential in the function and the administration of what they deem essential? When did the church become important, obsolete, irrelevant? You can't blame Antichrist spirit of antichrist spirit of the world you've got to look at what have we been doing that made us irrelevant to this world yet jesus said you are the salt of the earth you are the light of the world and in a moment of darkness men are not turning to the light in fact they are putting it off Is it because that the salt has lost its savor, has lost its taste, has lost its significance? More importantly, you must ask yourself, what has happened to the fundamental pillar that undergirds Christianity? Because our distinction as Christian is the spirit of God. Is the spirit of God. The spirit of God he is the one that distinguishes us. Except we have not received the spirit of the world. The Bible is explicit to tell us that the spirit of the world is as receivable as the Holy Spirit is receivable. So you can receive the Holy Spirit and you can also receive the spirit. spirits attracted to a life to an individual hmm. let's start here John first John chapter 2 I want us to review certain things. That are timeless. So what we have done in modern Christianity is that we have tried to change the patterns of Christ for Christian practice. We've tried to change them. Because we have tried to, to blend in. To, to, to adopt a, a fashionable stance in the world and in doing that we have lost the spirit the spirit of Christianity we have lost the spirit of Christianity 
that spirit is almost non-existent. That spirit is almost non-existent in modern Christianity. At a time like this, everybody has opinions. Everybody has the reasons why they think things are the way they are. But you must understand something about truth. Truth is independent. Truth has no friendships. It is not partisan to any collective consensus. Truth is independent. That means only truth knows what is right. Only truth knows what is right. What is truth? Truth is reality. Is the Greek word that means that means reality? Verity. Verity is things as they are, not as they are perceived to be, but as they are. Paul said, "You shall know, even as you are known." That is reality. When you come to a point in your life where your your perception of the spirit realm is a reflection of how the spirit realm perceives you, that is truth. To see with the eyes that know it all. All things, the Bible says, are naked to the word of God. Nothing is hidden from the word of God. So the word of God sees all things as they are. That is truth. That is reality. To live, to experience, to perceive things as they really are. That is truth. And that is what liberates. And what many people have, 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 you know, promoted as truth is actually a mixture. Because truth is absolute, it's not relative. You understand? Truth is absolute. In other words, anywhere in the world, the same truth can be applied and the same results will come forth. You can take a seed that you bought in Africa and go plant it in Germany. It will still yield the same nature that that seed is. That's truth. It's absolute in its application. So it's not a matter about who's right or who's wrong. It's what does the truth say. So the spirit of truth in Christianity has been sidelined. And his responsibility is to guide us into all reality. In other words, to bring us to a point in our lives where we see things as they really are. To perceive things as they really are. That, that's the responsibility of the spirit of truth. He is the one that bears record of Jesus Christ, who is the truth. So our source of information or our source or definition of truth if it is not aligned with the body of truth revealed to us in the word of God, then it is a lie. But if you have the lenses of the spirit of truth, you are able to detect, you are able to discern the function, the operation, the purpose, and the intents that this world seeks to achieve. How do you do that? It is simple. It is simple. Let's read, let's read Matthew quickly. We will go to 1 John now, chapter 16. Matthew chapter number... 
I think it's chapter number 16 or 14. Yeah, 16 verse 3 so the, the 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 pharisees says they came to him the pharisees and the sadducees now pharisees and the sadducees are two sects of the priesthood all right the one party believes that there is no resurrection from the dead the other that is that is the fundamental core that divides them the other believes in other words, if they don't be, others don't believe in the resurrection of the dead. Others believe in the resurrection of, of, of the dead, implying, implying that there are no spirits. So the one party does not believe in spirits, in ghosts, whereas the other party believes in spirits and ghosts. So you can see from there which party is actually the wrong one and whose fundamental theology is corrupted. Because you cannot believe in God and not believe in spirits. So they came to him, testing him. And they asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered them and said to them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. In the morning, it will be foul weather, for the sky is red and threatening. Then listen to what he says. Hypocrites. <laughs> hypocrites you know how to discern the face of the sky but cannot discern the signs of the times the, the, the signs the the the, 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 the latin word they said gazed the spirit of the times you don't know how to discern it says you can you can make forecasts you can decide on monday is going to rain on tuesday is going to be sunny you can make forecasts based on certain elemental clues that you are given by nature and you can make a prediction on the sky on the weather on the climate but you can't discern the signs of the times and jesus says he called them hypocrites for not being able to discern the signs of the times telling us that it is hypocritical for anybody to not have the ability to forecast and discern the signs of the times. So there are signs that tell us of what time it is in life. In the same way that there are signs that predict weather patterns, that predict climate patterns. There are signs that tell us what time it is now. And the spirit of truth is responsible for that. Is responsible Jesus says, you are my disciples if you continue in the truth. That means Jesus has no association with, deceit, uh, with liars. You are not his disciple. He says, if you, are, you, you, are, you are my disciples if you continue in the truth. In other words, there are Christians who have no association with Jesus on the basis that they do not walk in truth. Walk in speculation walk in assumptions presumptions 
Jesus says, no, you have no part of me. Why? You are unable to discern the signs or the times. I'll, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Let's, let's look at 1 John chapter 2. does what? He that does what? Let me show you something. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. come to you in sheep but inwardly they are ravenous wolves verse 22 verse 21 not everyone who says to me notice the context he's talking about what the false not everyone who says to me lord lord shall enter the kingdom of look at me So there are Christians who are not Christians. Based on what Jesus said, they are Christians, but they are not Christians. They are Christians, but they are not Christians. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. So you don't enter the kingdom of heaven because Jesus is your Lord. Because he says, not everybody who says, Lord, I, I, I want to show you some things. Not everybody who says to me, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. That means it is not everybody who calls Jesus Lord that will enter God's kingdom. And Jesus says that. Listen to who will enter the kingdom. Read there. Read there, please. But he that does the will of my father. <laughs> but he that does the will of my father. Okay. Many will say to me that the Lord, Lord, we have prophesied in your name. You have we have cast out demons, done many wonders, and I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who works lawlessness. Now, here's the striking thing. You would think that it is his will to prophesy. You would think it is his will to cast out devils. 
we think it is will because they are using that as what as a license to enter heaven he said lord we've done all these things and he says i don't i don't know you you who practice practice lawlessness that's the clue you who practice lawlessness so according to jesus what is lawlessness lawlessness is a function of the spirit of the world that does not do the will of god so every time me and you are not doing the will of god we are lawless we are we are tyrannical we are rebellious and we are demonstrating the spirit the mystery of lawlessness so you can be a christian and never enter the kingdom of heaven even though you call him lord even though you do the signs even though you do the wonders and he does not know you because you may be doing something he did not tell you if god told you to prophesy and you pray you are disobedient if god tells moses speak to the rock and you strike it it's over with you you have not done the will of god even though the outcome may be miraculous but it was lawlessness because it is god that determines law law is a determination of god he is the one who sets laws so law is what god says it is so law relies on what the voice of god then you see something mm, we don't love god because everything starts there We don't have the stamina to resist the spirit of the world. We don't love God. Love not the world. He says, he says, the one who will last is the one who does the will of my father. But as far as the world is concerned and it's last, they will perish. They are perishing. They are perishing. So he says, do not have any affection. This is how spirits are drawn to man. This is how spirits are attracted to men. Whether they be spirits from God or spirits from the devil. Affection. Love, not the world. The word there is agapao. It means to have affection. Love, not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. Because the things that are in the world are are instruments or offspring of the spirit of the world so if you have if you say i don't love the world meaning the composite the nature of the world but then you love the things of the world you are loving the child of the world and what determines love affection if I break this thing, if this thing falls, I break it, right? And I mourn over it. I'm attached to it. I love it. God did not give us all things to love, but to enjoy. He has given us freely all things to enjoy. So the problem we have is the lack of discernment and that comes from what 
the absence of loving God. He says, for he that loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That doesn't mean God doesn't love you. It means your love for God is not inside you. So you, you prove your love for the Father by how much you detest the world. So you cannot discern the nature of the world if you are in vain. So that's why it's, it's impossible for many people to be able to, to sift out information in the world. Why? They are blinded by it. They are covered by the same veil. So what destroys that veil is loving Jesus. Loving Jesus. Loving Jesus. And the foundation of love is the voice of God. Is the voice of God. Adam heard God before he saw The first expression of God that Adam had was his voice. Not his form, his voice. Because his form follows his voice. So what we need in our lives is to learn to love God. You learn to love him through the manifestation of his voice. When God speaks to you, and you hold on to that voice, you hold on to that word like it's your life. You have begun your journey on loving God. This is Isaiah. Isaiah 16. Sixty-four. Isaiah sixty-four. For since the beginning of the world. Men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God beside you, who acts for the one who waits, who acts for the one who waits on him. Now let me read you Isaiah chapter 66. Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made, and all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one will I look, 
on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit and listen to what he says who trembles who trembles at my word the, the word there is look is, is a strange word it's nabal nabal means somebody who is high looking down on somebody right but the strength of the word is somebody as great as God stooping down stooping down bending the knee so that he may look and acknowledge his object so he says I will look I will look I will look down on him Second Thessalonians chapter three verse sixteen. New King James, you have that? It's King James. New King James. Read, brother. What? Second Timothy. Timothy. Maybe what I wanted to say didn't come out. <laughs> but I meant Timothy. Yeah? Chapter 3? Yeah. And without controversy, great is the mystery of Godliness. Mm. God was manifested in the flesh. Yep. Justified in the spirit. Yep. Seen by angels. Yep. Preached among the Yep. Believed on in the world. Yep. Received up in glory. God. God. Was what? Was manifest in the, in the flesh. Sharp. God was manifest in the flesh. You heard that? God was manifest in the flesh. God was manifest in the flesh. But the Bible says that this God was who first? The word who became so the word is referring to is who the word right logos first timothy first timothy first timothy 3 16 god was manifest first timothy what were you reading first timothy Second Timothy. I said Second Timothy. 
but there's something that came out there, you know, and that's coming out. What's that? I'm thinking you're whistling. I'm like, what's up, bro? <laughs> yeah. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Mm. And is profitable for God. All scripture is given by inspiration. Mm. Yeah, all. Thank okay. yes, you. Not some. All. Continue. And is profitable for doctrine. Uh-huh. For reproof. Uh-huh. Uh, for instruction in righteousness. Uh, you see, no man, you, you, you're not ready to walk the path of God if you are unwilling to align yourself with the tenets that are laid out there. Continue, brother. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. King James says what? That the man of God may be perfect. I like that. I like that. Thoroughly furnished to all good works. Thoroughly furnished. Perfect. Telios. Consummate. Fool. And he says, now think about this. Think about this. Without without spirit, with just logos, he says, and the man of God will reach perfection will be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Without, without the mention of spirit, he says, by logos alone. Logos, because the logos, you see, the, the, the scriptures, the holy scriptures, the logos, the word of God, are the outbreathings of the spirit. Do you understand what I'm doing? It, it is, it is the, the expression of God's mind. It is God's mind in words. God's thinking is in words. God's opinions in words. God's mannerisms in words. It is God's mindset in words. Do you understand? It is the totality of the body of wisdom that he possesses. Now, the mystery of Logos is that the entirety or the fullness of God's wisdom is hidden in it. That's why God says to Joshua, meditate. Why? Because meditate, meditation is. I need those words, Lord. Meditation is like uh, 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 the keys to enter the treasuries of logos. At face value, it's just Bible. It's Bible. It's Bible. But when you really start getting into it, you, you, you get to a point where we call the communion of spirits. Because your spirit becomes elevated to the, to the class of God. See, God gives man his word to pull him out to the realm of his abode. So when God gives you his word, he's actually inviting you to a dimension that that word is localized in. Okay, what do I need? And I heard a voice that spoke from heaven saying to me, come up here and I will show you things which must shortly take place. And suddenly I was in the spirit. So what pulled him up in the spirit? He did not ascend before he heard the voice. So it was the voice that pulled him up. So the, 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 the word of God is an invitation to a dimension, to a realm. 
in which that word is localized in. So every word that the Bible says is inspired by the Holy Spirit is telling you that if you're going to get to the reality, to the experience or the communion of that spirit in that dimension. For instance, when Daniel was writing the book of Daniel, there was a spirit that was assisting him. When Moses was writing the five books, there was a spirit that was assisting him. Now, if you read the Bible or the works of Moses, you won't necessarily get to contact that spirit. You won't. Why? Because in order for you to contact the spirit, you have to do something. There is a process of assimilation, a process of integration that you must abide by. And that is what meditation does. So he says in, in Hebrews 4, 12, he says, For the word of God is a lot. Zaor. In other words, it is the force that makes all things living. So all things are sustained by the word of God. Because he is the source code of life. The Bible calls him the life. The life. That was with the father. The life. So if you want to know anything about God, you must contact the spirit that is responsible for that word. That's why in the entire Bible, there is nothing that trumps prophecy. Nothing. God even today still uses prophecy. So logos is your first step. You can't you can know God's voice, hear God's voice, relate with God's voice until you befriend logos. Until you learn to commune with logos. Logos is, is spirit, is life encased in letters. For you to get the spirit behind it, you must absorb those words. Less logos. Less logos. Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. So, logos is spirit. The nature of that thing is spirit. It is, it is the only material, the only body of material that exists in the entire world that is not from this plane. This thing. It has been literalized by the spirit through vessels of man. But its origin is not from here. Its origin is out of this world. It is the only book, the only weapon that exists to all men who would follow the ancient path of God. That would lead them to the source. If you read this thing, meditate on this thing, absorb this thing, it will bring you to where it all started, to the ancient of days. That is why men like Enoch were able to suspend death, the function, the operation of death and sin in their life is because they have gotten this mystery. Is what is what is what I call the mystery of lawfulness. The Bible calls it the perfect law of liberty, the perfect law of liberty. That's what that's what it's called, the perfect law of liberty. 
I call it the mystery of lawfulness because there is also the mystery of lawlessness that operates according to a different pattern, a different modus operandi. But the mystery of lawfulness operates according to these things. Now I can tell you, talk to you about what I wanted to talk to you about. Genesis chapter 1, I mean chapter 6. That's not what I wanted to talk to you about, but now I can. 48 minutes later. I understand that's powerful. (laughs) But it's just introductory. All right? Amen. will save us in these last days. What will? The mystery of lawfulness. Okay, read Thessalonians chapter 2 then. You learn this thing. Yeah? Yeah. You learn this thing. Second, you always hear first. (laughs) (laughs) You learn this thing. You learn this thing that I'm going to tell you now. You learn it. You will never need this Christianity anymore. You are one of the ones that exists. You will never need it. It's useless. Blasphemy. Blast. Paul says the Old Testament is useless. The Old Testament was written by angels on a mountain full of darkness and lightnings and angels. Because that dead old useless thing. He said the minister of death was passing away. Imagine how Moses must have been feeling up there in heaven. He says, conceive. Imagine. Imagine how Moses must have been feeling. Why? Because, because, because he had discovered what? The truth. And, and he got that thing from Genesis. Strange, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's useless. The Christianity is useless. Okay, you will retain. Well, Christianity is a pillar. Yeah, well, you will retain. I don't got to diagnose, I don't have to scan, I don't have to scan. Anger Bitterness and forgiveness are looking like you're sanitary. The you will think, what has this Christianity done for you? That, this one. I was done with it long time ago, this one. Now you see that, this one. I done with it long time ago. I don't subscribe to it. In those terms, I'm not a Christian. In, in those terms, I'm, I'm not a Christian. Me, I'm not a Christian. <coughs> Man to ever walk with God was not called a Christian. Mm-hmm. Moses was not a Christian. Adam was not a Christian. 
Let me ask a strange question. I want to ask you, Mr. Bai. This was your shower today. <laughs> <laughs> after Mo, after Adam sin, did he did he continue to walk with God? No, you think so? Did Adam continue to walk with God after he sinned? Yes. Why do you say that? What's your reasons for if you didn't work with God? Yeah. Yes. Yep. He didn't do that, right? So that means he didn't work with God. Now, here's how we see if that thing that is true or not, right? In the Bible, there is there's a law when you read the Bible. It's always called the law of first mentions. Yep. So how you trace that something is a truth, you must go back to its origin. Okay? That's how you trace truth. So Adam sinned against God. Right? He sinned. Definitely he sinned. Okay. Where is he now? Is he is he in hell or heaven? Where? Heaven. No, I'm talking to Mr. Bible. Sin made it impossible for man to walk with God, right? But since Adam's sin, were the men who walked with God? Yes. Were they? Yes. Okay. Who? Yeah. 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 Noah. Right. Was they sin in the world? Yes. They were sin, but those men were labeled as walking with. So, here's Adam. He commits a great sin. God takes him out of the garden, right? What does he do for 930 years? Think about it. This man was created to dominate the earth, right? To deal with Satan and also to commune with God. Three things. So, two things he gave to Satan. But that he sinned, did it mean that he stopped or God stopped talking to him? No. No. So, God didn't stop talking to Adam after he sinned. Even after he went out of the garden. Because God spoke to Cain after he killed. You understand? After he killed. And the seventh from Adam walked with God. Right? So, if you count 930 years, 
right? From the, the I mean, if you count from the time Adam sinned to the time he died, most of those folks were still alive. Most of them, Moseth, uh, Bomamba, they were still alive. He lived 930 years. You imagine them. So most of them were still alive, right? Enoch was still alive. He was born. I mean, Adam was alive when Enoch was born. Who agrees with that? All of you agree with that? Yeah, if you count the number of years, he was still alive. Right? So when Enoch was born, Adam was still alive. That, 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 means, that means, number one, that Enoch must have spoken to Adam in his growing years. Correct? He must have because he was still alive and he was his father. He was his great, 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 whatever, grandfather, right? He was his great ancestor, correct? So there was communication. Now, the Bible says, after Enoch begot Methuselah, he walked with God. It's strange, huh? You know why it's strange? You know why that thing is strange? It's strange because the year Methuselah died is actually the year that Adam died. I mean, the year that Methuselah was born is actually the year that Adam died. And then Enoch decided to walk with God. So we have we have Jared, right? We have Enoch, we have Methuselah, we have Lamech, we have Noah. <clears throat> And all those five from that lineage, going up to Mahalalil, uh, Enosh, uh, Seth, all those, they knew the Lord. Seth, I've obtained another one from the Lord. They knew the Lord. All those ones, they called on the name of the Lord. Where did they learn that from? So even though he might not have walked with God to a full capacity, there must have been a relationship that God continued to have with Adam. Correct? Agreed? Agreed? So that tells us that even in sin, the possibility to walk with God remains. And what what decides that is what? What decides that? Yes. The spirit of the world right so you get the tenth from Adam so ten generations from Adam God destroys the world ten generations from Adam God destroys the world he destroys it entirely he destroys it but he saves the last one he saves the last one, who is called Noah. Mm. Mm. So, when did we read? We read Genesis six, right? I'm to, I want. I'm talking to you about the mystery of lawfulness. Okay. Read, um, yeah. Read chapter two, Thessalonians. Mm. Now, brethren, concerning the coming. We going deep now. We going deep again. Okay? Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together. No, go down, down, bro. Go down, down. Go down, down. 
go down down or you feel like this way we want to eat now may our lord jesus no 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 we're talking about the mystery i want to point out the mystery of lawlessness and now you know that what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way mm. so there is somebody that is restraining the 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 the, 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 the manifestation or the the visibility of the antichrist and that is the church okay of jesus christ but he says even now the mystery of was is already at work is already at work the mystery of lawlessness is already at work what does the bible call it the mystery 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 of lawlessness what what is the bible called? it's a mystery because it's shrouded again okay? it's hidden what do you want to say <laughs> okay it's a mystery because it's shrouded all right it's hidden so it's the mystery of lawlessness so if there is the mystery of lawlessness there must be the mystery of lawfulness there the one that is restraining is supposed to be functioning by because the mystery of lawlessness is the mystery of anarchy that is a characteristic of the spirit of antichrist and antichrist so antichrist is here but he's restrained by a force and the force is the church the person talk about the person of the antichrist right but there is the spirit of antichrist whose agenda is to do the very same thing that the person of the antichrist would do Ag- agreed so something is restraining that spirit but you go to Genesis chapter 6, these guys are walking in the streets, men getting married, marriage ceremonies, sleeping together with women, these spirits. They are not hidden. They are operating. So when did they start operating? In the days of Noah? No. Immediately after Adam sinned, they started appearing. So they were waiting, they were waiting for what? They were waiting so Genesis You see what they were waiting for? What? Why were these spirits waiting for the daughters to manifest? There's a reason. You know the reason? Oh, in Genesis chapter 3, I will put enmity between your seed and her seed, between you and the woman. So, what they wanted to do is that they wanted to pollute all women by giving them what? Evil seed. So what is the mystery of lawlessness? 
the mystery of lawlessness is the operation of anarchy, of rebellion, carried out by spirits. Today, they are not appearing, but they are about to appear. They are not appearing today. But in Genesis 6, they were appearing. That means there was nothing restraining them from appearing. That is restraining them now. You understand now? Yes. Is there like? Yeah. Yeah? You understand now? Yes. Tough. I know it's tough. Yes. I understand it's deep, but I want to show you this thing. So they appear, right? And read the verse one. Okay, wait, wait. Let's finish the Adam thing. So Adam walked with God after he fell. Yeah, I must ask you a question. No, no, no. Let me help you with something.
then other class. <laughs> Moses, Moses walked with God, he was a murderer. But you agree that he walked with God. Did Adam walk with God? Yes. After he saved. Yes. He must apply. See, the only person here that is an outside, like, is Jesus. He didn't do anything wrong. He just, he's just Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but these two are men. And both of them committed crimes. David, did he walk with God? Yes. But he killed another man's another uh, wife's husband and he slept with that wife committed adultery did God leave him? so Adam did you walk with God? yes now this is where it becomes interesting for you yeah? He walked with God, but he couldn't restrain the forces anymore. He walked with God, but he couldn't restrain the mystery of lawlessness. He walked with God, but he couldn't restrain the spirit of Antichrist. He walked with God, but he couldn't restrain the fallen angels. Why? He had relegated an authority. So he had a walk that was without authority. He couldn't command. So the angels, the demons, the fallen angels, now waited for an opportune moment when men began to multiply. And women, notice the specificity, women was born to them. And they took to what? To themselves. Wives as they chose. Read there, read there, read there. Read there. How did they know about marriage? Read there. And, and, and notice, they didn't say they raped them. They took wives. You understand that? Yes. No, you don't understand. What does that mean? In their lawlessness, they understand the order of life. Yes, it's in the Yes. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, mm. and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. And they took them wives of all which way, which they chose. Yeah. Now, so you, you can see something is happening here, right? They waited until the population on earth reached a certain point where women were in abundance. And then man, they started manifesting themselves. Yeah. Right? They were always there. The earth was always dark. Always corruption. Started with Cain. So it started, it started with king. But by the time the population reached a certain point, now the evil had reached its what? Its cracks. Now it was too much for God. He couldn't bear it any longer. But God was waiting for two things. Do you know what it is? You know what it is? Huh? Say, Pastor, tell us. Tell us, Pastor. Yeah. He was waiting for two things, right? One is what? What happened? No, no, no. You know what he was waiting for? He was waiting for all the lineage of Seth until Lamech 
all the righteous men to die. They were, in a way, preservers that stopped God from destroying the whole world. Because if he had destroyed the whole world, that means all those righteous men would fall the same judgment. So they needed to die first. So when they died, only one was left. Methuselah and Lamech didn't enter the ark. Noah's brothers didn't enter the ark. Noah's sisters didn't enter the ark. Where were they? They had died before the judgment. They had to die before the judgment. The Bible says the Lord preserves the soul of the righteous. So they died, and when they died, only one man was left on earth. Imagine, on earth, only one man was left. And that man was also... Let's read, I'll, I'll, I'll show you now. Read, continue to read. Don't read about the giants. Read about Noah. And God saw yeah. that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Mm. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. Yeah. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. Wait, was God right or God wrong? It's right. It's right. He created these things. Now they are turning against him. So he says, I'll obliterate them. That's another word for destroy. <laughs> Annihilate them. Yeah? Whom I have created from the face of the earth, yes. both man and beast and creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repents me that I have made them. But but Noah found but, grace but, in the eyes. But, but, but. That means when God was sitting, th th think about this, right? So God is looking at all this that's going on. He's deciding, I'm going to finish everybody. Then he looks. He says, <clears throat> we spare this one. So, in that generation, all the investment of God was on one man. Again, but Noah found grace in that. He charmed the Lord. Again, you know, I remember I told you, I told you about grace. Again, yes, again, it was attractive to the Spirit of God. Read that. These are the generations of Noah. These are the generations of Noah. Yep, Noah was a just man Woo! and perfect Woo! generation. Noah was a just, just man. Noah was a Hey, read another one. No, I was saying that's different from that. Righteous, righteous man. No, I was a righteous man. Read another one. Yeah. Read another one. Blameless. Blameless man. Some of you have, I don't know. No, I was saying. Come on, another one. <laughs> <laughs> I love variety. <laughs> 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 no, was he? Just come on. <laughs> no, was he? Just man. 
blameless men, righteous men, and come on, the, the reward there. Come on, come on, come on. Noah was a. Noah was a lawful man. That's the Hebrew word there. He was a lawful man. Noah was a. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, lawful man. And good. And then, read Chris. And Noah walked with God. He was from the beginning. Oh, don't be afraid. These are the generations of Noah. Mm. Noah was a just man and perfect. No, in his I said lawful, so you must read lawful then. Noah was a lawful man and perfect in his generation. Yes. No, and was he? Lawful man. And perfect in his generation. Imagine, he was the only perfect person in his generation. In other words, the only untainted human being in his generation. And then Noah walked with God. So is Noah a man? Yes, yes. You're wrong. Spirit. No, it's not a man. No, it's a spirit. No, it was not a man. He was a spirit. God says, I'll destroy everything on earth. But then there's Noah who found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He's not just a man. He's a spirit. He's a petting. Okay. Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said, that Elijah must go before the Lord. And when they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus said to them, after Moses and Elijah were speaking to Jesus, he told them, they asked him, hey, we heard that Elijah was to come, but Jesus said, Elijah has come. This is what Jesus said, Elijah has come. And men did to him whatever they wanted. He was able to bear it. John was Elijah. So he knew others would not be able to bear it. John was not John. John was Elijah encased in a body. Elijah is not a man. Elijah is a spirit. <laughs> and the first person to encapsulate the spirit of Elijah is who? Is Elijah. Okay. Now, who opened? I'm teaching you some things here. Né? Who, opened, who opened the heavens and closed the heavens at his will? Elijah. So, if God needed to bring the spirit, to open the heavens to bring his spirit, who must Jesus go to? Who does Jesus need to go to for the heavens to open in order for the spirit to descend on him? That's why he says, suffer it, that all righteousness be fulfilled. The heavens only opened on Jesus after he met Elijah, not John. Elijah. Because he is a spirit. 
is a spirit. Just a man. He's a spirit. I'll show you that he's a spirit. Jesus said, the, he says, he says, so as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. The, the character of Noah's days will be duplicated because you must understand that which has happened shall happen for there is nothing new under the sun so who Noah is is a picture Spirit. Jesus said, those who are born of the Spirit are like the wind. 
don't know where they're coming from, where you're going, but you feel them. Right? So, who the Holy Spirit is, is the tangibility of God, the reality of God. And He effects a petting for the God so when you want to understand patterns, when you want to understand uh, landmarks, when you want to understand, uh, what do they call it, pathways, when you want to understand strongholds, man cannot create those. Holy spirits are responsible for that. So Elijah is a spirit. A spirit that does what? That initiates what? A petting. So Jesus wants open heavens. The heavens must open. Only a man, oh Lord. Only a spirit or a man can open heaven, right? So who has the key to open the heavens and close the Elijah? So what does Jesus do? He goes to Elijah. Who is Elijah? John the Baptist. He's Elijah. He baptizes him, the heavens open. The spirit descends on him. From that day on, Jesus doesn't need John the Baptist because he had fulfilled his he has fulfilled his mandate. So he has another spirit that is greater than the spirit of Elijah. But he needed the spirit of Elijah. So the operation of God is that he functions through spirits. So men, most men are not just men. But spirits, patterns. So Noah is a pattern. Because, okay. Noah was lawful. Noah was perfect. Noah walked with God. So in the last days, in the days of Noah, you don't really need the spirit of Christ. You already have it. You understand that? What you need is that you need the spirit of Noah to, to have the same experience that that man had. So Noah is a preservation system of God. You see, because spirits are institutions of systems. So Noah represents a system that God would use to preserve a people. And the criteria to have the spirit of Noah is that you must maintain or learn or absorb or, or follow the same ancient pattern that Noah followed. Because Noah set a precedence for how God would save those in the future in the time of the world destruction. So, number one, they must be lawful. They must be perfect in their generation. Now, the word perfect it does not refer to a perfection in morality. Do you understand that? It refers to a perfection, bodily perfection. That's what it refers to. So he was a he was a pristine seed. You follow? Yeah? You say he doesn't need the 
word perfection there is not referring to morality like you are a good person no is referring to actually bodily genes his genes for for what perfection just say prepare for yes yeah, said prepare for yes you, you must be perfect right now it means to two three things then what do you say that means you want to be perfect all over gene wise moral wise and spiritual wise right spiritual stature wise i will talk on that so and you are god god so the only people that were like now forget i told you forget 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 yeah. forget because these are the days of noah that are preceding the days of the coming of the son of god so it's not this Christianity that's working here. It won't work because it won't. It can't work. It can't work. The criteria to enter the ark is lawfulness, righteousness, lawfulness. Is what perfection, and then walking with God. That's the criteria. If you don't have any of these three, you are in danger of being left behind. <laughs> you are in danger of being left behind. No, I remember. You remember? Yeah, when I say Jazz and blues. <laughs> so that was in connection to that, right? You you you, you see it now, right? You see it there? Because it says that basically you can take me back to where I So it's the spirit of Noah. So what must happen in the body of and what is happening in the body of Christ is that the mystery of lawlessness is in the world. Right? Is doing something. It is partitioning the remnant. So, only those who focus on these three factors can make it. Here is not about Lord, you are my Lord. <laughs> Lord, you are Christ. Are you lawful? Are you lawful? See, that's one of the reasons why God told us to, to start a brand, a culture, a brand that's different from this. The next few years, next three years, we won't be wearing all, 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 all these things. Because brand represents culture. Amen. Culture is a function of spirit. All cultures emanate from a spirit. Let's look at Second Peter quick. Go to Second Peter. No, you guys don't go. We have a Bible page idea. Chapter. 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 Let me see because you 
So Noah is a preservation system. I'm busy with a book now, The Generation of Enoch, How to Walk with God in a Dark World. These are some of the things that I lay out. I think there will be, if not the second, the most important work thus far I, have, I would have produced. Because God told me to write that book. How to walk with God in a dark world. All these men, imagine the, 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 the times in which these men walk with God were dark, were evil. But they walk with God. They master a stature with God that many of us today can't even master. Like, so I forget this Christianity. It's crap. Hold on. <laughs> Grasshoppers don't need grapes. <laughs> this Christianity. Forget it. <laughs> you, you, you there? Amen. Chapter 3, First Peter. Verse 20, who formerly were disobedience once the divine long-suffering waited in the days of Noah. Noah. Imagine, actually the days of Noah, not the days of giants, the days of Noah. Days, the days of Noah. That means days characterized by the man. So the, the important subject in that era is who? Again, in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, he, he was the divine suffering, long suffering, waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight souls were saved. So, what is happening now? The Lord is preparing what? The ark. The remnant. He's waiting for, that's what the Lord is waiting for. He's not waiting for any other thing. No, He's waiting. For those who would imbue the spirit of Noah, who characterize the spirit of Noah for the times, to what? To be built up. Once they are built up, there's no longer long suffering. Israel, though they are as numerous as the sand on the seashore, yet a remnant shall be saved. You know how much is a remnant? 20%. What did you think Jesus meant when he said few? He says the narrow road, the way that leads to life is hard and narrow, and few they be that find it. Few. So it is expected that amongst all millions and billions, whatever of Christians, few. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's go now back to Second Peter. <laughs> It's tough, guys. I must say, <laughs> it's really tough. It's I feel it too. It's it's, it's tight. 
<laughs> Amen. 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 Chapter that thing, ne? Second Peter chapter two. Second Peter chapter two, right? Okay. <clears throat> Let's read chapter three. <clears throat> but you, you, you understand? Do, do, do you guys understand? Okay. Verse ten, chapter three. You love this. It will bless you. You love this. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are that are yeah okay will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved. What manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness looking for looking for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord because of which the heavens will be dissolved being on fire and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we according to his promise look for new heavens and new earth. Did, 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 did you did you did you did you, did, you, did you get that? I'm sure you missed it. I'll read it. It says, Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the Lord? Hastening, hastening the coming of the Lord. He's telling you, 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 that you are responsible for the hastening or delay of the coming of the Lord mm. based on how you walk on earth. <coughs> so what manner of person out you to be looking for and to hasten them is to make quickly. So the Lord is not really waiting for everybody to get ready. What's, what will speed up the coming of the Lord is what? The spirit of Noah. Mm. Lawfulness. Mm. Perfection. Walking on Lord. Holiness without which no man can see the Lord. Forget this Christianity. It's not Christianity, it's the Babylonian recording system. There were eight, they were not a mega church. church system has never been an ancient pattern of Jesus. It has never been. 
It is never. Oh. How many were Jesus' disciples? His call. No, his call. There were there were twelve, and then there were seventy. So all in all, it's less than hundred. Call people, his disciples who walk with him. There were less than hundred. The masses, they came and they went. The crowds, they came and they went. And Jesus didn't like crowds. So the church must review its pattern. Because that's what's killing it. The mega church syndrome is killing it, it's destroying it. guarantee that I will make it if I don't keep the My focus is to walk or go. Oh, it's stopped. Thanks now. It's to stop. Not to stop. It's to walk on God. It's to be lawful. To be lawful means, you see, lawfulness comes, is the word righteousness, right? Righteousness, what, what determines lawfulness is obedience. Is obedience. Obedience is the criteria for lawfulness. You are only as lawful as your obedience. And what determines obedience? What determines obedience is the voice of God to you. There is the general obedience that you must observe from the scriptures. But there are those, those are the serious ones. That's what offends the spirit. The, the obedience or the disobedience that comes from an instruction that God gives you. Yes. 
Yeah, we gave you time. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Lamech lived 180 and two years and fathered a son, and he called his name Noah, saying, "The same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands." So Noah means. So Noah is the rest of God. So in order for you to maintain that level of obedience, perfection, and walking with God, you must live in the rest of God. How do you get into how do you even get into the rest of God? Remember the uh, Remember what I told you the rest of God was? Yeah? You remember? I taught you the thing two days of the rest of God during the prayer march. Right? Remember? Amos what? Yes. So the rest of God. The rest of God is the perfection of God's work. And everybody is invited to it. So, your labor as a Christian in these days should be to enter the spirit of Noah. The spirit of rest. It was Noah that caused Jesus to sleep while the boats were sinking. Told you. Noah is not just a man, it's a spirit. It was rest. He was restful, they were restless. Why? They didn't have Noah. They didn't have the spirit of Noah. Now you see the faults in this Christianity. Talking, I don't need to have a big church, I have a Bible. <laughs> We're not judged on the basis of a big church, big building, big money. I have a Bible. Amen. <clears throat> and there's something strange about it. it says, a, spirit, a spiritual man judges all things, but he himself is judged by no man. He's an enigma. He's spiritual. So, in order for you to be able to Accurately judge things. You must be very spiritual in your approach. We are praying for the scientists to get a vaccine. <laughs> yes, a vaccine, Papa. And Italy RFID. Yes. It's coming. Let's pray that the scientists, God, give them wisdom. It's coming. Your prayers will be answered very soon. Yeah, what did I say? Don't worry, I'll edit that out. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Verse 1. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached and not mixed with faith and stuff to those who heard it. For he who believed do 
enter. He who have believed do enter. He who what? Believe. Most, Noah by faith. It was by faith that he did what he did. That means he believed what God said. God told him, I'm bringing a flood here. Destroy. There had never been a flood on earth. The guy believed. He's like, he built an ark. He may build an ark on the, on the presumption that there is something coming. all this time foolish virgins wise virgins <laughs> falling away that many in the last days will what deviate from the faith a deviation giving heed to what deceiving spirits and doctrines of devils will come up with their own things Deception is the hallmark of the end times. That's why you see so many Christians blinded and deceived. Read your Bibles. That's all you need to do. Just sit down, read the Bible. The Holy Ghost will help you. It'll take you there. 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 He says, verse 6. Since therefore it remains, some must enter it. And those whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Yeah. Unbelief. Therefore, there remains a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered, verse 10, his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did his. Noah. Huh? Noah. Noah. better to go to hell than to go to heaven and never see the Lord. foundation laid to us 
by the Lord Jesus Christ and the apostles. Because what has been brought here is not it. Listen, I'm not against winning souls. You understand? I'm not against like winning souls. But to what end? Tell me to what end. So that you can have, you know, that pride. No, I've got 50,000 people in my I've got 500,000 members for that for, for that in 30 years Jesus never won a soul even in his life he never won a soul to the Lord Jesus we must win souls here yeah. do you win a soul? You can't win a soul. You can't. The Lord will win souls. Only God can win souls. Oh, oh. When you got saved, who preached to you? Who came to you, brother? You gotta be saved. Are you not saved? Who prayed for you to receive the Holy Ghost? Yeah. The Lord is a master. Do you understand? We're trying to do God's job. And that's what's going on in the church. They want to fill their churches to have a, a big name. It's their last days. Let's have some other do chilling. Be like, they're chilling, no one. They're chilling in the ark. Let them toil. They're chilling in the ark. We're relaxing in the ark. All we're doing, walking what the Lord, doing what the Lord is saying, being obedient. Maintaining a life of holiness. Hey, when 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 the trumpet sounds, it will be us after the dead. It will be us first. <laughs> after the dead, it will be us first. <laughs> My Lord, yeah. Work out your own salvation. This mega church complex is not working for us. <laughs> Obviously, once in a while, the Lord must, you know, show Himself of yet a million crowd, yeah. yeah. But it's not working. This, this, you can see, it's not working. You can see. All of them are vaccinations. What? They coming up with all these excuses why they close their churches. Weak, Babylonian, Draconian. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you can continue with this Christian. Me, I'm done with this. Done with it a long time ago. Done with it. And I'm fine not being a Christian according to those standards. What's better, guys? To walk with the Lord and be ridiculed by the world and be ridiculed by his Christians or to be free? Be friend, be liked by the world and Christians, and not be known by the Lord. And you brag, I heal the sick. You brag, I heal the sick. I prophesy, I'm a prophesier. I prophesy you head to toe. We are coming before the Lord, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> no, so federal brother. 
<laughs> how, how, how are your healings? Your prophesying is helping you. What's wrong with that stick, man? I'm not old. Only he that does the will of mine. So we must look at what is the will of God for the end times. And is that to be righteous, walk in righteousness, perfection, and walk with God. Walk. The word out. Do you see them walking with God? Yeah? You see them walking, you see them walking with God. Yeah? When they fighting, my pastor is the best. Yours is just playing. In our church, we have air conditioners. We go to heaven. We go to heaven. We go to heaven. And what matters here on earth is have you have you obeyed the Lord? That's what matters. Is the has the Lord been obeyed by you? Other than that, no matter. Oh, Bible says all works will be burnt under fire to test of what sort they are. Quality. <laughs> but you're saved, no reward, baby. And you see, you don't you don't just get no reward, you lose rewards. That's the reward system of heaven. Yes. If maybe you go before the Lord, Lord are judgment. The Lord said, mm -hmm. I know your works. You've done this, 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 this. Oh, what wonderful things you have done. This is your reward. But you've done this wrong. Minus 10 CDs. You've done this wrong. Minus 40 CDs. You've done this wrong. Find that one wipes out your your reward account. The Lord said. At least you are safe. Go. Go see. That means you'll save some, someone's CD. And maybe you'll save him in a Christian's, you know, one Christian that you, you know, didn't, you look down on. You save him CD. I don't know. I think I'll give you a cleanest job. <laughs> it's heaven. It's eternity, bro. <laughs> the, the, the development, the development process takes it takes millenniums, thousand years. Like you know, I'm, I'm, I keep saying to the Lord, you know, Lord, when we get to heaven, if I made it, you know, to those top levels, please, I want all the mega pastors. I just want them for four thousand years. <laughs> for the for the first thousand, for the first thousand, you know, you know what will happen in class? We get in, they sit down, <laughs> I laugh at them. I laugh at them for the first thousand years. First thousand years, I laugh at them. I go out. In the two thousand years, I come back to them. I look at them. I shake my head for a thousand years. That will happen every day in class. You come, I laugh. Class dismissed. 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 Then. On the on the third thousand, I I bring them coloring books <laughs> to color the angels, you know. 
Okay. <laughs> teach them. Okay. They, yeah, teach them the name of these guys. They don't talk about angels. Yes. These guys, they don't talk. They talk about the release of the spirit. All these guys tell you about is gonna be alright. Be strong. <laughs> Come on now, praise this praise. You gotta praise for your praise. <laughs> the Lord needs your praise. <laughs> Some, some, some the, the most beautiful church I've, we've ever seen. The most, the most biggest, biggest, beautiful. Build DCC. You know DCC, the one that burned years ago? And they rebuilt it. One of them is beautiful. You see now, the pastor is talking there. In these, in these times, we got to be encouraged by the fact that this virus called COVID-19 coronavirus will not destroy us, but it will lead us to a greater revelation of who God is. So right now, I'm speaking to you, Rona. Imagine. <laughs> we will come out of this strong. We will come out of this Big building. Beautiful church. Rona. <laughs> <laughs> the glory of God is upon us in this time. You are being deceived yet. The glory of God is upon you. Rona. A big church like that. Me, I'm fine. I'm fine. My security is that in Jesus. If I know Jesus, I'm fine. You, you understand? Understand how deep, how deep deception has crept in the body of Christ when we can't even see what the Bible has said to us. Stop. Is services anymore. And then he's laughing. And then he quotes Exodus chapter 12. <laughs> and God raised Moses to deliver Israel.
Grasshoppers don't eat grapes. <laughs> it's bad, huh? It's bad. And you love these people. You love them. You post them. You love them. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. That's Babylonian's recording. My narratives. Just because a, a code touched you doesn't make it real. Doesn't make it true. So while it's Come, let me show you your Bible, what your Bible says about these false teachers and false pastors. Second Peter, chapter 2. my phone yeah, I knew it was my phone because it's too light This is his sorry, sorry. <laughs> so the Lord still loves you. <laughs> <laughs> chapter one. No, chapter two, verse one. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who secretly shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction yeah 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 Continue. and many shall follow their pernicious ways who how many many, many. few no. many who many who many 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 shall follow their pernicious ways yep by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of mm. and true did you hear that he says many will follow their pernicious ways he says by whom says because of them the way of truth, the world will speak evil of them. Will speak evil of the way of truth, Christianity, because of these very ones who many follow. Read. And through covetousness shall they with faint words make merchandise. With faint words. Make what? Merchandise mm. of you. <laughs> it's Bible. Is there in the Bible? Why why wanna end game here? Yeah, this guy's preaching. Why who to end game? Now the Lord's about to move in your life. <laughs> Sow a seed. The end game. That's the end game. The, the, let's give, let's give, let's give, let's give, let's give. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord wants to release something to you tonight. But your seed must do the talking for you. Sow a seed and something will happen in your life. The Lord. <laughs> Through because of what covetousness they use what? I don't like that one. They, they use what? Deceptive words. Okay, must leave King James, bro. King King James will take you back. You know, fake words. Imagine fake words. Deceptive words. Words. Deceptive. Words. See, they will use deceptive words to what? To merchandise you. What does you say? By conversion, they will exploit you. Mm. You 
sell that <laughs> People don't even know merchandise. They don't understand. Exploit, they know. Oh my God. But they'll exploit you through what deceptive words. Yeah? Whose judgment now over a long time lingers not, and their damnation slumbers not. For if God spared not the angels that sin, but cast them down. So their end is decided. Corona bubbles. Corona. Rona. Rona. Rona show them who's king. Rona. Big Jehovah. Big Jehovah. No service. Until further notice. Until further. If they say next year, they won't have service until next year. Anyways, I'm done. you learned something Amen. got something i know i spoke a lot but it is what it is <laughs> any questions what's the time oh 11 what's the time quarter to 12 what's the time yeah quarter to, i mean any questions any questions yeah mm. Foreknowledge of God, not timeline. Yeah, do you understand that? Okay. Foreknowledge of God, that means God knows things ahead. You understand? So it was it was God's foreknowledge that Jesus would die. You understand? But as long as Jesus was on earth, he had free will. He could decide, hey, it's too tough, Father. Because he had free will. So God's foreknowledge preempted the event. You understand? It's the same with Adam. God didn't... No, I don't want to say God didn't plan. Because he's God. Okay, let's, let's, let's use this analogy, right? Uh, what's greater? Free will or the sovereignty of God? the boss sovereignty of God so 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 free will free will never trumps the sovereignty of God right we all agree I agree with that notion that free, the sovereignty of God is more strong and more powerful than a, a human beings will right but then if a person wills to do something that the sovereignty of God does not and still prevails is it the sovereignty of God or the free will that's prevailing? <laughs> no, it can't be. Okay, okay. 
Okay, Pharaoh, right? God hardened Pharaoh's heart, right? God determined that Pharaoh would say no. He made Pharaoh say no. Did God make Pharaoh say no? Did he make him say no? He hardened his heart. So God hardened his heart and Pharaoh said no. So should not Pharaoh be in heaven because it was God who Should not Pharaoh be in heaven? I'm trying to answer his question, right? Should not Pharaoh be in heaven because in the first place, it was God who hardened his heart. <laughs> He's in heaven. Really? <laughs> Pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> Read the Bible. He went down to preach to the spirits in the days of Noah. Those who waited for who? For his salvation. So you mean after after those who like the Bible said, those people God, then those people Yes. Who's included? Pharaoh. Yeah. So Pharaoh is in heaven. Okay, if Pharaoh is in heaven, then the devil must be in heaven too, because we are saying that his rebellion was supported by God. Not everyone. Okay, is Cain in heaven? Is Cain, is Cain, all right, is Cain in heaven? He's the son of the devil. Are the giants in heaven? No. Why? What did they do wrong? So, so, was that sovereignty or was that free will? sovereignty makes room for free will right but then his foreknowledge and his wisdom accommodates whichever consequence that will incurs you, you get what I'm saying you, you get what I'm saying you, you, you get what I'm saying you get it do you get that? Do you get that? No, I don't think you get that. So, here's that guy. God says, if you eat, you die. The guy eats, he dies. Did God Was that in God's timeline? Did God planned man was going to do this? Yeah, okay. What did I say?
So the plan, the the fall was actually in the plan. Based on God's will or based on God's foreknowledge? Foreknowledge. For knowledge. For knowledge. So for 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 knowledge perceives what's going to happen, perceives every outcome. Because here's the thing. There are many outcomes, all right, that may come from the choices that we make. So every choice leads to a different outcome. Every choice we make, it leads to a different outcome. Choices are what shapes aeons. You get that? So God must have known every other choice that was available to Adam. And he knew which one he would make. Did he stay him in that direction? But his foreknowledge made what? Accommodation for? So there is the foreknowledge of God. And there is the, what we call the predestination of God. Those are two different things. Predestination is what is in the original timeline. Foreknowledge is what is in the substituted or secondary timelines. And all will lead to one recourse, the sovereignty of God. So in the, at the end of the day, God will have his last say, irrespective of what man does. Irrespective of how creation does. So at the end of the day, whatever happens, God because it would not have happened if God had not permitted it. It's a mystery of God. Yes, everything happened. Nothing happens without God's permission. That God permits it does not mean he agrees with it. <laughs> so you understand now? Yep. That's how it is. Any question? Yep. Um, looking at Genesis and how Adam was formed and looking at Jesus was okay, how we were okay, how women and men intercourse uh, was it the original plan of God of how man should be created on Oh, oh, okay, I understand, I understand. <clears throat> What's happening? Yeah? Abo bag. Abo. Ubi. Bye, Zul. Or bye, Ken. Oh. Imagine now when you guys make it seem like, you know, they are outside with guns. Like. <laughs> oh. So. So, I'm saying. I'm. Is the police. That are passing like this? Yes. Why? I think they're rushing somewhere. I'm saying to you that she's asking how God how God formed Adam and how human beings subsequently came to be. Is that God's predetermined plan that man and woman would come together to form man? Uh, and I said yes. Because number one. How Jesus and Adam are made alike. You know that? 
the the both uh, offspring of seven spirits of God. Again, now God said to the man, man must be able to produce, must be able to multiply through the consummation of a man and a woman. That's that's the divine uh, what do you call it? protocol for creation of a human being. So in a, because in a way men are gods. In a way, yes, because they they are made in God's phantom, in God's ghost. So in a way they are gods, but they live where they are terrestrial. So they live within human bodies. So God gave the function of those human bodies for the what for the uh, imbuing of a new human spirit. Powerful. That's God. they suppress the knowledge of God, the knowledge of the truth. Romans chapter 2. They suppress it. Why? Because, let's look at people who live homosexual lives, right? They know it's wrong. So, the only way to justify and to further their cause, what they must do is that they must deny the existence of God, thereby removing the element of judgment on their own. But inside, they know it's wrong. You, you understand what I'm saying? So all human beings know, they know, they have the knowledge of God because the Bible says creation speaks of what the Godhead. So everybody in those days, they knew God. So after the flood, they went to hell. Definitely. Now, now look at it. Uh, look at it this way, right? Look at it this way. Uh, they knew fallen angels. So the new fallen is they must have had some inclinations about who God is. You see that? says where there's no vision the people do what the perish the word there is they 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 cast off their restraints where there's their lack of vision god gave god gave noah a mission right and he carried it he succeeded in his mission but then after there was nothing else to do so noah had no sense of purpose that's why he relegated to all these other Things because there was nothing else to do. You, you've done what God has done. You started over. You built the ark. All is done. So what are you going to do? That, that is why. That is why you find that most people at the end of their life, most of them, 
Both ministers at the end of their life, they start messing up. Why? Because they lose your sense, you lose your sense of purpose. So that that was the problem with with Noah. Because after that